ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Welcome to another episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. Um, Simeon is back with me this week for uh, this episode, and we're just going to kind of wrap up today introducing you all to our family. I know the past couple episodes we've shared our love story, and so today we just wanted to share a little bit about our kids and kind of introduce you to them, and then we'll end this with just kind of sharing the calling that the Lord has put on our lives, what we're doing with our lives, on what that's looked like for the past few years, and what we hope that will look like for the future. Um, but Simeon, thanks for joining me again on the podcast. <laughs> it's not like I have anywhere else to go. So <laughs> it's not like you have any other choice. <laughs> um, anyway, so we just wanted to talk a little bit about our kids. So we have been blessed with three kids, and they are the joy of our life. Mm-hmm. We were married a year and a half before yeah. we found out we were expecting Eden. Yeah, I'd say it was about a year and a half. Okay. Maybe, maybe a little less, but... Okay, yeah. So we got married in July of 2014, found out in March of 2016 that we were expecting a baby. We were so excited. We had prayed that God would give us a baby, and He blessed us with Eden. Um, She was born November 25th of 2016, so she is just over four years old right now. And, wow, she is a special little girl. (laughs) Yeah, she's, um, she's she's full of life, no doubt about it. And um, she can be extremely challenging. One of our, one, I think one of our most difficult challenges right now of our kids is her. And it's not, again, it's not because she's a, it's not because she's a particularly misbehaved child. She just, she has a lot of drive and she knows what she wants, how to get it, how hard to push to get it. She has and, got a uh, lot of personality for a four-year-old. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> absolutely. And um, there's a lot of person condensed way. in her three feet. Yeah, she was always that way from the, from the time that she. You could even start seeing personality in her. She was that way. And um, I think it's a really good thing. We just got to get that that drive steered in the right direction. But that's the challenge that we have as parents right now is just trying to be like, okay, this is a good thing. And how do we make it? How do we make it a good thing, basically? She is independent. She is driven. She just has a zest for life. And she is as sharp as a tack. Mm-hmm. She is so smart. So she is in kindergarten. I am homeschooling her. So we've just started that. We're a few weeks in. And she is doing phenomenal. She started piano lessons. And she she is just such a smart little girl. We are always just blown away at just her brains. I mean, she's dangerous because she remembers everything. (laughs) She does. She does. You can't tell her, Oh, we'll do that later because she will remember and you will do it later. She is so much fun. She's our little blonde haired, blue eyed beauty who loves playing princess and going fishing and hunting for bugs in the backyard. I mean, she's just (laughs) a little bit of it all. Um, then we have our little Knox. He was two in August, August 28th of 2018 was his birthday. And so he's two and a half now and he is just my tender hearted sweetheart. Oh my goodness. 
there is there is a connection between a mama and her little boy because no one melts my heart like Knox. He's the favorite. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. No, he's not. Stop it. He's not the favorite, but he is our only boy right now. And so he's my favorite little boy. Um, but he's so much fun. He... <laughs> when he runs, he has this little like hop gallop thing that he does and it's so cute and he still has some of that toddler chubby. Mm-hmm. So he kind of like bounces his I don't know he just like shakes his little skin his cheeks oh he's so cute (laughs) and so fun and he loves dinosaurs so you'll constantly find him roaring and oh goodness what else he loves cars he's a snuggly boy he He, is I mean just this morning he came into the bedroom he was the first one up which usually isn't Eden is the first one up she's a crack of the dawn kind of girl but Knox uh, was the first one up. He came in, laid in our bed, snuggled with us for <laughs> for a long time. And then um, I got up with the kids, and I don't remember you were getting ready or something. And mm-hmm. then uh, me and him snuggled out on the comfy chair for a while, too. So he's just um, he's a lovely boy, and he's okay with expressing that I physically. Know. I know. Che- I rubbed his little cheek this morning. I said, Knox, I'm so thankful for you. And he put his little hand on my cheek, and he said, Mama, I'm so thankful for you. He's just such a precious little boy. Um, And then we have Ivy. She just turned seven months, so we haven't seen much of her personality yet, but she's she's so much fun. She's so sweet. She's at that age now where she's starting to interact more. Um, She likes to play. She loves watching Eden and Knox. She just giggles and cackles as they run around and are crazy, and she just kicks her little legs wanting to join right in so um we're just we've been so blessed we love our kids it's not easy um if being a parent just brings along its challenges um lack of sleep and lack of sleep (laughs) (laughs) yeah but more for you than me yeah but it's worth it every moment i i cannot imagine life without them they are just so much fun they've i don't know god has used them to teach us so many things oh yeah and i i mean i hope that we're better people because we've been parents yeah well if nothing else you know i i used to really struggle with patience and i feel like i do still some um but the kids have definitely helped in that regard (laughs) for obvious reasons (laughs) Um, but you know, there's a lot of things that you learn, um, being a parent, just about human nature. And I've learned so much about the Lord too, being a parent. Um, (laughs) there's been days where I've called, I call my dad. I just, I call my dad a lot, but (laughs) I'd call him and be like, Oh dad, Eden's not listening to me. Or I just, Knox just won't get it. It's over and over the same thing. And he still just chooses his own way. And my dad said one time, you know, Brittany, how many times do we do that to the Lord? And it kind of just smacked me in the face. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're right. And it just really, uh, being a parent, especially parenting toddlers, puts into perspective how often we kick and scream and throw temper tantrums when God is trying to say, I I want what's best for you. Listen to me. Follow me. Um, But it's, it's just, it's, it's been an awesome journey so far. We've, absolutely, we've laughed. We've made so many memories. Um, We've just, we've had so much fun with them. They're great. 
but we'll go ahead and transition here a little bit to just the calling that God has put on really all of us as a family. Um, God has called us into full-time ministry, and we don't believe that that is just a calling that is on Simeon or even just a calling that is for Simeon and I. We believe that that is something that God has called us to as a family. Um, So I'll let Simeon tell you a little bit about what it is that we believe that God has for us to do. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, as as a man, whenever I <clears throat> certain certain things were placed on my heart, like for instance, when I felt like I had a call in my life to preach, to preach the gospel, um, that to me at the time I was a freshman in high school, so that was just kind of like just affecting me, you know. Um, and the same thing when I when I felt like I was called to go to Australia, but we mentioned when we talked about our um, our dating history that. Um, whenever we had become serious, I realized that I needed to talk to you about that because you were going with me, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but as a man, when you look at these kind of life altering type things, it's not just me. It's not just the man of the situation. The wife comes along, the children come along and I don't want, you know, I never wanted to drag people around, you know? And at first I do remember feeling like, you know what? It's something that God called me to do, but that's not at all true. Um, and I think you helped me to understand that actually, because we were having a discussion about it one time and you said, well, listen, God may not have called me to go to Australia, but he called me to be your wife. And by extension, then called me to go to Australia. And that, that helped me out immensely, but that's done a great work in my heart in burdening me for Australia and for the people there. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that is God's calling on our life. But I will say when we first started that, Um, even when we were dating, I really struggled with the idea of if something happened to Simeon, would I be a missionary to Australia? And the answer was no. Um, and we kind of wrestled with that for a while, but like he said, I, I, we really spent a lot of time praying about our relationship, about Australia. And I just, we both kept coming back to feeling like the Lord was calling us um, to marriage and the Lord has grown that burden for Australia and for this idea of being a foreign missionary in my heart. Um, but initially it was just, I know I'm called to be your wife and wherever it is that the Lord has you, I am happy and willing to submit and follow too. That's an interesting thing because when you, when you marry somebody, you don't just marry a physical person. You marry everything that that person, that God has in mind for that person. And so when you're surrendering your heart and your life to somebody, obviously you're surrendering your heart and your life to Christ. Um, But when you get married, you're saying that my body is no longer mine, it's yours. And then the other person says, oh, my body is no longer mine, it's yours. And that also includes what it is that God has called that other person to do. So knowing from the forefront where I was going was helpful, I'm sure. Well, you know, and I mean, here we are not even in Australia yet talking about the rest of our lives being in Australia. That is our heart's desire. That's what we think is the Lord's desire for us. Um, But we don't. I mean, we haven't lived the future yet. We don't know what is coming. So maybe that is God's plan for us to be there till the day that we die. Um, Maybe it's not his plan. And so there again, where God lays on Simeon's heart, I follow because I am his wife and um, 
and that's what I'm called to. Um, so anyways, kind of a rabbit trail, but back on to being called to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So um, I, I knew that I was going to Australia as a senior in high school. And so what we've been doing since then is um, essentially preparing for that task. We both went to school. Um, I went to school and I studied missions in my undergrad degree. Um, and uh, the whole purpose of that was for me to get a better understanding of what it was to be a missionary. And um, I feel like that I got a good education doing that. Um, and then, you know, recently what we've been doing is we've been traveling, going from church to church um, and presenting what it is that God's put on our hearts, which essentially is to go to Australia, specifically to the city of Parramatta, Australia, which is outside of Sydney, and start a church there. And then out of that church, uh, long term, start many churches all around the greater Sydney area um, and doing that from that one central local church at Parramatta. And so what we have a heart to do is to teach and to train through discipleship, um, to teach and to train individuals, um, as that's really what the Great Commission is. It's it's going and giving people the gospel and then discipling those people. Um, and then God will separate some of those people out. So we have a heart to um, not just to reach people with the gospel, but to see those people discipled and then those that God separates out, teach and train, then to go out and start churches as well with our help. And um, so that's that's what we want to do when we get over there. And let's give a little bit of context about Australia, because a lot of people um, that we talk to about, oh, yeah, we're going to do missions work. We're going to be missionaries. When we say Australia, they're like, it's a first world country. Sure. Um, they they don't need missionaries like maybe oh, a third Aussie world country. Oh, and will tell you they don't need missionaries. <laughs> yeah, like maybe a third world country would. Um, but Sim, talk a little bit about like the spiritual state in Australia, um, kind of the churches is there a church on every corner i mean we live in knoxville tennessee between us and our church which is five minutes away we pass three different baptist churches so talk about is it like that in australia kind of give a framework for I mean, why we feel like they even need a gospel presence there sure so um just to put it this way australia physically is about the same size as the continent of the united states and there are roughly 200 independent baptist churches in the whole of the country um i would say that we have that or more in just the state of Tennessee. So, um, and I, I, I can say that I'm very sure footing because I think we have close to 50 in just Knox County. Um, so it's, it's definitely an extreme need and, you know, we don't need churches on every corner and here in America, what we need is thriving churches that are discipling and, and turning out real God dedicated Christians. You know, that's what we need. So when we have a desire to go to Australia, you know, we want to go to a major city because that's where the people are, but that's where God's put our heart as well. And, um, but it isn't just about because, oh, we got to reach those people because the love of those people will never keep us there. It's simply, you know, we love the Lord and this is something that he's given us to do. And we want to do it the way that he said to do it, which is obviously through the, the discipleship process. So, um, but yeah, the, the, the need is great there. Um, the people a lot of, of people. Australia are really like non-religious, you would say. Right. Yeah. So they, they're very agnostic. Um, I wouldn't say that they're militantly atheist. But they're very agnostic. Aussies are extremely laid back people. They just you, it's kind of a you do you mentality. Yeah, every, live and let live. Um, that's how they are, and that's how they live their life. And uh, if you've ever met one, you know exactly what I'm talking about because that's the way they are. Also, we have a unique setup too. Being in that Sydney area is such a international part of mm -hmm. the country um, that we also then have a lot of mix of all different religions you know a lot of eastern religions from Asia as there's many different people immigrating so there's just 
so much potential of what God can accomplish from that spot in the world. And we are so thankful and humbled that God has asked us to have a part in his work in that part of the world. Um, Currently, like Simeon said, we're on deputation. We're trying to raise support. We are almost done raising our support. We're at, I think, almost 80%. We're hoping to wrap that up in the next couple months. Um, Right now, our biggest kind of limbo thing is just the visa process. We were planning to arrive in Australia um, sometime this spring. COVID obviously has changed a lot all around the world. It's changed the visa process. It's changed how we could get in. So we're currently in the works of working with um, a pastor friend in Australia, trying to navigate what is the best way for us to get in the country, not just to get there quick, but to stay there long term, to try to get citizenship, um, to just try to make that transition where just our hearts and all of us can be fully invested in Australia as our new home. So prayer request, if you guys want to pray for us that we can have wisdom as we try to navigate all of that, it is confusing and ever changing and it can be discouraging at times. Um, our heart's desire is to be there. I know we had met with our pastor after we took a survey trip in September of 2016, I guess. And we met with our pastor to just kind of talk things through. And he told us that as we got closer to getting to the mission field, that we would see a process of, at the time our hearts were here at home in Tennessee, but he said, the closer you get to the mission field, the more you will see your heart transition from home is here to home is there. Mm-hmm. And we are starting to see that. Um, we will we will always be Americans and love our country. Obviously, our family is here. Our childhood memories are here. Um, we, we love we love where we are. Um, if we weren't called to Australia, we say we would never leave East Tennessee. It's beautiful here. Mm-hmm. Um, but our hearts are leaning more and more towards there and we're anxious to get there and we're anxious to see all that God will do um, as we just try to faithfully serve him on the mission field. So I hope that kind of gives you a glimpse into just some of the personalities of our kids. As I'm doing this podcast, it is very much just a, um, you know, I have said it before, speaking out of the overflow of my motherhood journey. So you will probably hear me talk more about my littles. Um, you know, things that I'm learning often stem out of my daily interactions with them. So they are very much a part of us and a part of our ministry, even though they're young. Um, we are a package deal, and we are praying that as a family unit that God will receive much glory from our lives. So that's an introduction to our wild three. Um, and just a little bit of an introduction to our calling. You can find more if you're interested in our ministry and what the Lord's called us to. You can find more on um, brazzles2australia.com. We have a little video on there just kind of talking about what our hearts are for um, the ministry that God's called us to in Australia. A little more information on Australia there. You can get in contact with us through there if that is something that you're interested in. We have a difficult last name. So that's B-R-A-Z-Z-E-L-L-S-T-O Australia.com. Yeah. Um, so thanks for joining in on this episode. I, I know we've just kind of been 
just given details of our family. But like I said, I, I just really hope this lays a good framework, a good launch point. Um, I know many of you that listen to this podcast know me personally. Um, some of you don't. This is your first just kind of getting to know me. So I wanted to just lay the groundwork, introduce you to everybody, let you know about our family, let you know about how the Lord is working in our lives. And then from here, we're really going to start jumping into me just sharing my heart. Um, I'm really praying through the next couple episodes. I am excited about um, some things that God is doing in my heart that I just, I really can't wait to share with you guys. Just some things that he is concreting really in my soul, just truth that I am clinging to as a mom and as a wife that is really just radically changing my attitude and just, just everything about my life and how I raise my kids and how I respond to my husband and the emphasis that I put on my home. So I look forward to sharing some of those topics with you in the next few weeks. Um, But thanks again for listening and we'll join you next week. I hope this has been a blessing to you. If it has, you can feel free to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also follow my motherhood journey on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. And you can read my blog at nohighercalling.org. See you next time. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.